Welcome to Sandra Ray's Fiercely Spiritual Podcast. You're listening to episode 27. Hello and welcome to another new week and a new episode of the Fiercely Spiritual Podcast. I'm your host Sandra Ray and thank you as always for being here, for listening, for putting in the time to your spiritual development, your personal development, your personal growth, and for committing to yourself and for showing up for yourself. So thank you so much for being here and for showing up for yourself also. So today I wanted to talk about something. It actually, it was something that happened to me yesterday morning when I woke up. And as I woke up, I was lying in bed and you know those few minutes where you're just waking and you're not quite awake. You're in that kind of in-between zone of you're conscious, but you're not quite conscious. And as I was waking up, I noticed that there was a stream of consciousness coming to me. And what I was visualizing was the way in which electricity flows. And I'll try and explain this as best I can, because what I find is sometimes when these streams of consciousness are flowing into your existence, into your awareness, it's like you receive images, you receive information, and there's an understanding. And when you try and translate that understanding into words, it can be difficult to translate what you've experienced, what you've felt into words. So I'm going to try as best I can and I'm going to set the intention that this stream of consciousness will be transferred to you and that you receive the same understanding because it's all energy at the end of the day. So you can receive this in the same way that I did. So as I was lying there, I was receiving these images of the way electricity works and I could see electricity flowing, flowing, flowing along cables, power lines, just flowing into all of these appliances, flowing into homes, flowing into buildings. And I could see this like just network of electricity just flowing and lighting up houses and giving power to appliances and all the ways in which electricity works and as I was seeing this I was realizing that those appliances those lights those the tv or the toaster or the iron or the hairdryer whatever it is that's powered by electricity if you unplug them from electricity then they simply don't work it's as if they're dead if you have a toaster and you want to make toast you have to have it powered by electricity. If you have a lamp and you want to turn it on, it has to be powered by electricity. So all these appliances in the absence of electricity are completely useless. It doesn't matter how many buttons, how many functions your toaster has. It doesn't matter how much it can do, how many options it has. If it doesn't have the basic requirement of electricity, then it's absolutely useless. And I then was seeing how this related to us because there is this 
energy from source, which is constantly flowing, just like electricity is flowing along these power lines. It's like these energy meridians or lines of connection that are always flowing, always flowing, flowing. And this energy is flowing into and all around us. And it's like the energy from source, or you could say you're the energy of your soul, your higher power, whatever you wish to call it. And this is what is flowing into your body. This is what animates your body. This is what makes you function. And without this power source, you are, your body is dead. Just like the appliances without the electricity, the appliances are completely useless. So what I was tuning into was that so many of us are going around and we're thinking that our bodies are able to function, are able to do all the things they do without being plugged in to source. And it would be the same as thinking that a TV can turn on without being plugged into electricity, that a lamp can light up without plugging it in, that your hairdryer can turn on without plugging it in. And it's the exact same thing. But what happens is we're going around and we're putting all our attention on our physicality, on our bodies, and not so much attention on the source of our energy. And this is where we start to, I suppose, miss out. Because if you're not plugged into your source, if you're not aligning with your source, if you're not spending time each day to be still, to be quiet, to reconnect to your source, then you're going to start noticing that your body is not going to function as well. If you have an appliance and it's kind of half plugged in to the socket, but not quite, then it may be that it works sometimes, but not others, because the connection isn't stable. And it's the same with our connection. If our connection is not stable, then maybe we start to feel a little bit ungrounded. Maybe we start to feel disconnected. Maybe we start to feel isolated and afraid. Maybe we start to feel worried and fearful of what's going to happen. Maybe we start to think that we have to go it alone and try and do it all ourselves and push and force things to happen. And then when you plug back in, you realize you're not doing anything. It's your power source that's doing everything. Yes, you need to have your body, you need to have your physicality in this world and you're here to enjoy that. And yes, a TV needs to have the circuits and the screen and all the bits that make it work. I'm not going to pretend that I know exactly what's in a TV. But again, there's no point in having all those circuits and wires and everything else if it has nothing to power it. So when I was going about my shopping the day before yesterday, I was in the supermarket and it's funny because as I was standing at the checkout, I was just standing in line and at the, the line next to me at the next checkout, there was this woman standing there in front of her, there was a wheelchair and there was an old woman sitting in the wheelchair. And I didn't really pay much attention. I was just standing waiting patiently. And as I looked around, I realized that that old frail woman who was sitting in the wheelchair 
as I kind of just glimpsed at her, I realized she wasn't an old woman. She was actually a young girl. She might have been a teenager, but she was so frail. She was so thin and she was so sick that she looked like she was an old woman. And as I stood there, I thought, I'm not going to feel sad for her because I don't want to send her sadness. I'm not going to send her any sort of bad vibes or lower vibes. And I just thought, well, what does she need to know? And as I was standing there, it just started coming to me that what she needs to know is who she really is, the truth of who she really is. And I was imagining myself saying to her, you're not this body, just, I think it was, um, was it Rumi who that quote came from? You're not this body, you're not this skin, you're the soul that lives within. And to remind her of that and not to denigrate her life path, the choices, her soul choices, maybe her soul has chosen this path to experience something, to learn something. And I knew I had to honour that, to respect that. But on some level, she'd forgotten that she's this infinite, powerful being. And she had tuned into being this sick, frail person. And that's okay, because I'm sure being in that state is just so, it's hard to believe you're anything else. And I just thought I'd remind her just energetically who she was. And I was picturing myself saying to her, you are so powerful. You are love. That is who you are. You are love. You are nothing more and nothing less. And I just sent that message to her just energetically. And then I continued on. The queue was moving. And it's funny because I go to the shops all the time. And there's days where you're rushing and you might just rush in and out. And then there's days where you're more present. And as I was present, I was looking at the conveyor belt and there was another uh, woman in front of me who was with her mother and the two of them were chatting away and the woman may have been in her 50s, her mother, maybe she was in her 80s. And I was just looking at what was on the conveyor belt that she was buying and there's the usual things, there was cheese and ham and milk and soup and various other things and then I noticed there was like a packet of meat it was like beef that had been roasted and normally I don't pay any attention to what's on the conveyor belt what other people are buying but today I just found myself looking at it and even though I'm a vegetarian I really don't mind other people eating meat and Actually, I am not full vegetarian. I eat fish. So it really doesn't bother me when people eat meat. I respect their choices. And I chose years ago to become a vegetarian just because it was something that I felt was right for me. And it's funny because as I was looking at this packet of roast beef on the conveyor belt, it looked kind of strange. It didn't look very fresh. And again, there was this like stream of consciousness coming to me that this food 
was not fresh. It was like dead food. And it's nothing to do with being vegetarian or people eating meat or people saying that's wrong to eat meat. I totally support people in their choices. But it just came to me that knowledge of the food being dead food. And a couple of days beforehand, I just stumbled across a website that talked about living food and had these pictures of these fresh fruits, these fresh vegetables. And as I was thinking about it, it was like I came to that understanding. Yes, well, this has been an animal that was living. The life force that we talked about was running through this animal. It was connected to its energy source. And when it died, when it was disconnected from its energy source, that energy starts to leave its body. And what's left is this meat that, even though there's a use-by date on it, and bear with me on this, um, there's like the decay starts setting in immediately. Even though it says it's best to eat it before this date, it doesn't mean that the decay doesn't start setting in. It starts setting in immediately. And it's only at a certain point when the decay becomes evident, maybe in the form of mold or a smell, that we say that's not okay to eat. But when it reaches that point, it's like the decay has set in long before. And when you think about it, when you are feeding your body with an energy source that is decaying, what effect does that have on your body? And again, I totally respect the choices people make. And this isn't about becoming vegetarian. It's just to highlight the source of our energy and going back to that image of the electricity flowing into appliances. And it's a little bit like the difference between if you have a socket where you're plugging in directly to the power source or if you have like a little battery and you fill that battery with a certain amount of electricity and then you're trying to use all you can out of that battery and eventually it's going to run dry. And it's the same with the food that we eat. And I just got this image of living food, of food that is growing and, you know, fruit and vegetables that are still containing their life force. When you think about it, fruit and vegetables, even after they're picked, they still continue to grow or to mature. If you have bananas, for example, they even if they're green when you, when you buy them, they'll still continue to mature and to grow. Um, so, and obviously the sooner you eat food after it's picked, the better, because you're then consuming the life energy of that thing. It's living life force. And I was visualizing the energy in and around the food. And if you could compare it, if you could see it, the energy around, say, a tomato that's still on the vine, it would be like this vibrant light that surrounds it, this like that electricity this like vibrant energy that's in and around that tomato and then if you compare that packet of meat and if you were to look at what light surrounded that packet of meat it would be 
little to none. There would be no light, there would be no life force, no energy in and around it. So as I was thinking about the life force, as I was thinking about the energy flowing through things, I was thinking about my own eating choices. And more and more I'm finding, even though I was saying that I'm a vegetarian, I still eat fish. And sometimes I will feel drawn to eating other things. And I think it's called intuitive eating, where you eat what you feel your body needs. And, you know, this may seem to contradict everything that I said, but there was a while ago where I felt drawn to bone broth because I felt that the gelatin, the collagen within the bones was something that my body needed. So that's what I gave to my body. And you might argue, well, those bones are certainly dead. They're certainly decaying. They're certainly not something that is a living substance. But my body was saying that it needed it. And I respected that. So again, it's not about being one thing or another. It's not about being black and white. It's not about saying I'm a vegetarian or I'm a vegan or I'm a this or I'm a that. It's about listening to your body and giving it what it needs and respecting what it needs. And maybe I know certainly there are plenty of vegetarians who've turned back around and started eating meat again because they felt that's what their body needed. So it's just to listen to that and listen to what your body needs. But I suppose the overall message that I wanted to get through to you today was to pay attention. Pay attention to your surroundings. Pay attention to what's going on around you. The universe is constantly speaking to us. It's constantly sending us messages. I received in the shop, you know, profound messages about the life force in living things, about how we can choose to tune into the truth of who we are. I received that stream of consciousness as I was waking up and as I tuned into it, it developed into further things as I just meditated on what was coming through to me. And as we go about our day, we often think that we're not in touch with the universe, we're not in touch with source, that we're not receiving messages, and it couldn't be further from the truth. You are receiving messages every minute. And it may be as simple as that packet of meat that was sitting on the, the conveyor belt that just opened up this awareness of life force and of living energy and living food and how we get to choose what we put into our bodies and how we get to choose how we nourish and energize ourselves and just being aware that the littlest things can be messages for you. And I remember I was at an event, I think it was, um, it was about a year ago, and Lars Mull, who is the author of the O Manuscript, which is three books, he was speaking, and one of those books is called The Seer. And he talks about the seer who is his mentor and his friend and the powerful healing abilities that the seer had. And I don't want to say that the seer had because, of course, we heal ourselves, but he was able to open up that healing connection for others. 
And he was talking about how the seer would go about his day. And he had such a level of an awareness that every little thing that he looked at or that he encountered spoke to him. He would read into everything and there would be the most profound messages in the smallest of things because he was so switched on. He was so tuned into source, to its infinite ability to speak to us through our environment, through other people, through places. And he was so switched on that he would just see and hear these profound messages through conversations that he heard, through billboards that he looked at, through songs that he would hear. And everything would speak to him in this way. And that can be the same for us. We can receive those messages from the universe if we tune in. But if we're running around, if we are not paying attention, if we believe that a sign on a poster is just a sign on the poster, then we're going to miss out. We're not going to realize that the universe is constantly sending things our way, sending messages, sending signs, sending signals. And we just have to open up to the awareness that the universe is speaking to us in so many ways. So I hope you received something from this. Maybe this is your message that you needed to hear. And I would love to experience and for you to experience more of this in your life and to have more experiences where you are noticing the synchronicities, the signs, the seeming coincidences and just open up to them more and more. And what I invite you to do is to just commit today to noticing the signs and synchronicities, just even saying to yourself today, I'm going to notice the seemingly happy coincidences, the synchronicities in my life, the signs that the universe is sending me. Because when you set that intention, then you switch on your subconscious mind to start noticing those things, to tune into those things. And that's when you'll start to experience them in your life. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I just wanted to invite you, if you would like to experience more support, more connection, more commitment to your spiritual practice and more consistency in your spiritual practice, my Fiercely Spiritual Family is open for another short while and we're accepting members at the moment. So if you would like to work with me on a more ongoing basis, this monthly membership group is the perfect way to fill your spiritual cup, to get the tools, the knowledge that you need to know how to connect with the universe, how to just open up in so many ways to your spirituality, to greater things in your life and to become the conscious creator of your life, to live an inspired life. And I would love for you to experience that. So the link, I will put it below the show notes and it's sandraray.com forward slash family. But I'll also put a link to it below the show notes for you to click on, to read more about and to discover more. Thank you once again for being here and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.